Welcome back to the Mustang Mach E podcast. I'm your host, Darren Hubbard. Today, we're going to talk about uh, Ford dealing with its dealer network and markups, the special edition or first edition gifts uh, that folks received, uh, those fortunate enough to be able to get on this uh, vehicle first out of the gate and order the first edition. Uh, Ford gave them some special gifts, so we'll talk about that. And then we'll also talk about the over-the-air updates that have been basically talked about so much uh, from Ford, and we're starting to see the first one roll out. And then we're going to finish off with uh, Mustang Mach-E comparison to the new uh, just announced Hyundai Ioniq 5 and Kia EV6. Okay, so Ford has already had to deal with uh, some production issues, and they, you know, they did early on in the production cycle. They delayed a little bit because they wanted to clear up some quality issues before Mustang Mach E's were being delivered to customers. Um, and in that, you know, they basically created a a situation where there was some demand for folks who really wanted to get their hands on the car and see it, and you know, basically gave an opportunity for dealers to address or, or react to this demand uh, by trying to put some markup on uh, the cars. And so a couple of cases out on the internet of, of individuals who saw upwards of five $6,000 of markup on the early uh, vehicles that were making their way to showrooms. And a couple of users actually sent information back to Ford Marketing, who really, I think, responded in a great way in that they reached out to those individuals directly and found them dealers who were not marking up the vehicle. And so their stance on this is pretty clear that they're not going to tolerate it. You know, basically the dealer network has the ability to do what it wants to because MSRP is actually just that, manufacturer suggested retail price. You know, dealers have the ability to charge what they want, uh, you know, within reason, um, either going up above the price or below uh, the stated price if a, if a vehicle is not selling that well. And so really Ford has shown a lot of grace and, and, and foresight by by really getting ahead of this early on, making sure that the customer gets the best experience. And so the marketing VP basically sent the person on Twitter to a dealership that was selling the same car for the stated price, no markup. So that was kudos to Ford and, and kudos to everybody who's who's really trying to make sure that the community is abreast of all these things that are going on. So yeah, that was, that was awesome to see. Um, and I'm hoping that it is really the stance that Ford is going to take on a lot of issues when it comes to this car and this new way of manufacturing that they've entered into, because, you know, they're, they're going to win or lose based on customer service because, you know, just having the first car out does not guarantee success. You have to have a good product and you have to really address the concerns that people have and really make your uh, product and the overall experience competitive with what's going on out there in the marketplace right now. Uh, so, yeah, let's pivot to this special gift for the first edition owners. So basically, it's like this cool, um, like... The best way to describe it is it's a the shape of the Mustang. It's an actual three-dimensional Mustang sculpture made of 
what appears to be it looks like it's 3d printed but it's not you know solid it's it's made of like sticks or or extrusions that form the shape of a mustang the only ones i've been able to see online are um like basically that grabber blue color so i don't know if the gifts from ford come in the same color that your car was ordered in or if they're all the same color so i got to do some more research on that i'm hoping that you know at some point they will make these available to all owners because it is something cool to have um to really kind of you know show your pride with the the fact that you've got this new mustang model and you know you're basically uh entering the the new zone of the or the new era of of electric transportation um so really cool and pretty proud of Ford for doing something like that because it's those little things that separate you out from the, the the rest of the marketplace and it's great to see that you know they do a special car and then they follow up with uh you know sort of special bonus features um easter eggs if you will uh that really kind of set it apart um so the last little news item we're going to talk about is the over-the-air updates so one of the things that ford really talked a lot about uh, with the launch of this vehicle is its basic switch to you know this over-the-air updating uh architecture where you know all aspects of the car are going to be able to be updated via over-the-air updates like tesla so really enhancing the software and and really doubling down on the software experience so that they can you know sort of keep up with everyone in terms of making sure that the car both is uh functioning correctly but also that it can receive new functionality over the life of its of, of the vehicle um is interesting this car is not the only car that has been built on this architecture the new 2021 Ford F150 so they're literally best-selling the best-selling car in the united states essentially a best-selling vehicle is also on the same platform and so i think it was so smart for ford to do this because you know whatever expense there that they were going to incur by developing this over-the-air update capability on the mustang mach e is basically shared across real literally like a million vehicles because they sell about a million of those um, f-150s a year so it's it's really smart move on their part and i think that any kind of intro hiccups that they're going to be uh facing or that owners may see through the over-the-air updates are going to get smoothed out pretty easily because you know they're doing this not just on the low volume mustang Maquis, but on the the high the ultimately high volume uh ford f-150 pickup truck and all its different variants so that's pretty exciting to see all right, so let's get into the comparison this weekend. And just to keep you on point, one of the reasons I'm doing these comparisons is because this Mach-E, Mustang Mach-E, is going to be my first electric vehicle. And so I'm still a ways out from when I'm going to order. So each week we're going to be looking at, you know, how it stacks up to the com competition. We're doing primarily how it stacks up to EVs, but I'll also likely look at how it stacks up against, you know, hybrids as well. Uh, but for right now, um, we're going to focus on the EVs that it really is in the sweet spot of the marketplace with. 
Uh, and everybody knows that sort of mid-size crossover is like the hot part of the marketplace. And so it was smart for, for it to both use the Mustang name and then really apply it to this new style and size of a vehicle uh, with the, the electronic, the electric propulsion, because it is hitting all those things that are really uh, seeing the most growth in the, in the biggest, widest segment segment of the, uh, the, the auto marketplace right now. So Hyundai Ionic 5 and the Kia EV6. So they share the Hyundai's Kia, uh, Hyundai's EMGP uh, electric skateboard platform, um, which basically they're going to be using as the base on, you know, multiple other models uh, in the, the Hyundai Kia Genesis, you know, sort of um, ecosystem. Um, one of the things that's really cool about the Ionic 5 in particular is that on the exterior, it looks very cool. It's like has this retro 80s look um, in the sense that it's got these great LED headlights and taillights. And then this really nice kind of hot hatch look, you know, and shape to it. Um, it's actually, you know, not having seen it in person, but it, it is said to be about the size of a, um, you know, their, their current midsize offering in terms of the, the Hyundai Santa Fe Sport um, crossover. So decent size, you know, definitely room for five folks, definitely decent cargo space, uh, and, and nice, um, you know, sort of overall utility, uh, for, for family. Um, the other thing about it is that they have really gone heavy on their electric, uh, battery architecture. And so the architecture they're using the ones that we'll get in the States, um, I think are going to be 88 kilowatt bat kilowatt hour batteries with, you know, a projected range of about, you know, anywhere from 250 to 300 miles um, and definitely be all wheel drive capable. So with front and rear uh, electric motors in terms of power, the Hyundai uh, quote that I've seen that I've seen was about 350 horsepower total between the front motor and the rear. The Kia, even though it's using the same battery, is is slated to get sort of a, a GT version, which will uh, really put it on par with, in terms of horsepower at least, with the, the Mustang Mach-E GT at about 450 horsepower because they're projecting, you know, potential of sub, uh, sub four second zero to 60 times on the Kia version. The Hyundai version will definitely be tuned more to economy. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. The, the biggest thing about the, um, the Ionic 5, at least, because uh, that's what we've seen more of at this point, is that the interior is very new and, and, and modern, futuristic. Um, they have a completely flat floor. So they're, the floor uh, of the car is completely flat. They have this innovative center console between the front two seats that actually slides back and can be utilized by the rear passengers as well and then it's also got this new um well not new but it's it's more somewhat new to the the u.s market at least uh in terms of this <clears throat> vtl uh platform in terms of um you know vehicle to load electric architecture so that it's got big built in, you know, sort of a, you know, 110 volt plug that you can plug in things. You can, 
you know, literally charge things from your battery, uh, the battery of the vehicle, including uh, much like on the, the Ford F-150 Power Boost, uh, you know, has the ability to charge other electric cars, for example. And so folks are really excited about that. The, this, this sort of vehicle to load concept really does create a, a new type of mindset around using your electric car to not just, you know, provide transportation, but to also serve, you know, in a pinch that, you know, that car could be a, a backup for your house uh, electrics, for example, or I think probably more appropriately, you know, you can take the car out and you can do camping with it. You know, you can be charging it and it can in turn charge some of your devices and empower other devices while you're at a campsite or, or, you know, somewhere off uh, doing things, you know, that having fun with the vehicle. So that's pretty exciting to see. Uh, one of the other things that I really like about the, the Hyundai and the Kia is that they are going to feature these new state-of-the-art um, augmented reality heads-up displays. And that's something that I wish that Ford had considered putting into the Mustang Mach-E uh, in terms of its electronics is having you know, a heads-up display. It's one of those things that I really like. I think it's it's... It's definitely futuristic and it definitely kind of plays into the self-driving in that you can display information on the on the, the front windscreen so that the driver can see things without having to take his, his or her eyes off the road, whether they're driving, you know, actively with their hands on the steering wheel or just, you know, sort of being engaged to make sure that the vehicle is, is doing what it needs to do. I'm hoping that Ford will be able to adapt its, you know, because they have the technology within the the, the Ford, um, you know, sort of vehicle uh, platforms. I know Lincoln uh, has uh, heads-up displays that they are using, uh, and I believe the actually gas-powered Mustangs actually can, you can get them with heads-up displays as well. Either way, they really do need to think about adding that um, maybe in the mid-cycle refresh of the the Mustang Mach-E, because it is a very cool feature. It does have some capabilities and can add and provide a little bit more information to the driver in a, in a non, you know, sort of obtrusive and, and distraction-free way. So looking forward to that. Um, in terms of the differences in the, the looks of the Kia versus the Hyundai, um, in comparison to the, the Mustang Mach-E, I think that each, each of the three vehicles has sort of a distinct look. I think that the Kia, it's trying to be a little bit sportier. It's got more of a, a low-slung look to it. Um, the, the Hyundai is more boxy, and then the Mustang Mach-E is really more of the, you know, that really nice sloped fastback um, coupe style um, of a, uh, you know, coupe style of a, a midsize or... or yeah, midsize crossover utility. And so I think styling, I, I'm going to give the edge to the, the Mustang Mach-E, but, you know, there are going to be folks who would prefer the Hyundai. And then the Kia does do some cool elements. I'm not sure that it's the best of the three by, by any stretch, but it does have a unique look to it. I think interior-wise, Hyundai um, does sort of win points for its its use of materials and the elegance and some of the the cool features in terms of the sliding uh, center console. The Kia has more of a cockpit-oriented 
look to it, which kind of looks, you know, more concept car than, than production, which is interesting. Um, so I, I might give the edge uh, in terms of the interior, just for my own personal taste, to the Kia. Um, but that's no, by no means that does it mean that I don't like the interior of the, the Mustang Mach-E. It's just I think that that Kia does have some, some unique feature set there. Uh, and again, too, the use of the, the and the potential use of the heads-up display, you know, that has me a little bit envious. But, you know, we'll see once the cars get out of the marketplace how they compare in terms of driving dynamics because um, that is one place where I expect that the Mustang Mach-E is going to shine, particularly in GT form. Uh, which is what I'm going to be getting. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's nice to see that the the electric car market is just heating up in the way that it is. I think 2021 is definitely the year of the EV. Um, we're going to see more new vehicles come out over the course of the year. Um, yeah, and just so excited to see more more Mustangs, Mustang Mach E's out on the road. Um, you know, and it's just great to see that. Ford is gaining traction and really starting to, to hit the marketplace really hard. So that's it for today. Uh, when we come back next week, uh, we're going to do uh, our traditional news segments, um, talk about a little bit about the uh, pre-order process for the GT, and then do another comparison. Um, we're going to look to compare uh, the Mustang Mach-E to something a little different in that we're going to compare it to the Audi e-tron uh which is you know definitely a car that's in a class a little bit higher than the Mustang but the Mustang Mach-E but I think it, it does compare well still so all right thanks so much for listening and we'll see you again next week